Richard Murray transition will, will come in. You'll, you'll be like, oh, he, he, he made that pivot. All right. All right. Well, I'll be looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, welcome to Making the Dough Show. That is a name of our show. That is the name official. of the show. It's official. It is a logo that is now on the iTunes. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that has officially become our name, Making the Dough Show. Boom. Uh, I am John Cohn. I'm Nate C. Murray. Yeah. Oh, oh, I've got right off the bat. I've got breaking news. Okay, hot fire news. I posted my first Instagram post yes. in over a year. Nice. It had nothing to do with gaming. It uh-huh. had to do with uh, a coloring book app. Oh, I saw that. That was cool. <laughs> it's super fun. I actually meant to ask you what the what that app was because the called, image was cool as fuck. Well. Yeah, it's called Lake, and okay. uh, you have yeah. all these different brushes. And it was, I I did it the whole flight home because we had a nightmare flight home. Oh, we got to talk oh, about this. Oh yeah, the nightmare yeah, fl- yeah. flight yeah, home. So I do I, need to hear this. I downloaded this app and I was just coloring the whole time and I was like trying to zen out because we had an incredibly <laughs> stressful. <laughs> trip home. Both of our women still talk to us, which is great. Yep. Uh, our uh, partners. But I my my Instagram account, if you want to follow me. Oh no. Because I, I know it's it right now. He knows so it. I'm excited. It's Go. John O'Cone. J-O-N-N-O-C-O-H-N. And I okay, good. On I, Instagram. I do follow you because I got the alert today that you had posted for the first time in a long time. Yeah, so I'm and I make did a point. really I did really like this app. This yeah. was cool. That and I've been taking pictures of a lot of things I've been painting, a lot of the games I've cool. been playing lately, and I haven't cool. been posting anything. It's like I gotta get back into it. So yeah. I I'm bad at Facebook, you know this. I'm yes. very bad at Twitter. You're very uh, bad at Twitter. But I think I'm not terrible when I put my mind to it at Instagram. Okay. So very good. I, I'm right. gonna put a real Real focus into that. Nice. All right. Well, very good. Well, that, the the lake app was very cool. I want I want to hear it. Yeah. Uh, we make games. We do make uh, games. This is, that's what we're talking <laughs> about here. Different thing. Different yes. thing. Uh, we we're having a beer. It's a Saturday. It's been a long week. So uh, there you go. So now we're we're talking about making games and coloring book apps. And you had a long flight. Oh, Jesus. Uh, we had a long weekend. Right. So let's, uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the <laughs> event that uh, uh, we just went to. Sure. Uh, it was called BeachyCon. Uh huh. And us uh, two San Diego fellas flew clear across the country to go to a beach. To go to a beach in uh, near that, West Palm Beach. Florida. And it was fucking raining. <laughs> yeah. It was raining like real bad the whole time. Yeah. I got a bunch of bug bites. We yeah. stayed yeah. Uh, under cabana things and, and thatched roofs and yep. indoors yep. Uh-huh. pretty much the whole time. Yeah. Uh, we did very little work too. We, Somehow we <laughs> flew out there to meet with a, a designer we've hired, uh, mm-hmm. Steve Avery, who's doing our or building out one of our, our IPs uh, right. pretty extensively. A great guy. And uh, we were going to get some play tests in and get some work in and something to do with the structure of the con. Sure. <laughs> something to do with the structure and play test timing was, um, it wasn't as maybe, uh, what am I looking it wasn't to ideal. say here? Yeah. It, it, you okay. know, when you go into a place and I think this is just one of the kind of inherent problems i guess with having a convention at a tropical resort sure um that kept serving me drinks for free that had free drinks um well included Mm -hmm. but still 
Yeah, not free. It's not free. You're paying for it, but <laughs> no, you're paying for it. We played plenty. But you're paying for it uh, uh, up ahead uh, in yeah. advance of you going. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, yes, if you're going to have a convention that's based around gaming um, that's in a tropical paradise, like you, you're going to have to anticipate that some of your people are going to want to hang out and have a vacation in a tropical paradise. Right. Even if it's raining, there's still True. lots of stuff to do. True. Um, so yeah, wrangling wrangling people together was a little bit of a challenge. That being said, we did manage to play at least one game, uh, or at least a variant of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. We, we, so yeah, we played a little bit of games, but mostly we were there to connect with Steve Avery. Right. Uh, which we did. We sure. Got, we had a good talk with him, and mm-hmm. I'd never actually gotten to meet him before in person. Had you? I have, yes. Okay. Uh, in, in very similar circumstance. I, I meet Avery where both of us are holding a drink in each hand. Uh, that is both on brand for Nate Murray and Steve Avery. And okay. so uh, we, we conducted meetings in a pool with, uh, I think I had about 12 drinks in that pool, which was great. And uh, he, he did the same. Yeah. <laughs> and the meeting went, went really well. Yeah, well, would you say the meeting in the pool went Swimmingly? Swimmingly. Oh, I knew he was, was going to do it. Oh, boy. Come on. I had to go to relaunching Pun Pong in like a week yeah. and a half. Yeah, we are. Oh, boy. Yes, yes. It, it went swimmingly. So that was good. So we went out there. Um, so we had, uh, we flew in. I flew into Orlando, mm-hmm. which was two hours away. Which at the time um, I was like scoffing at you like, ha. Huh. You you silly fool! Right, flying in two hours yeah. away of a yeah. drive. So my my travel stitch was uh, we we were both told that the the transportation to the hotel from whatever airport would be free, um, and that was maybe miscommunicated uh, or misunderstood, and so instead some uh, lovely con goers picked me up from the airport when we arrived. Uh, one quite inebriated. She had been working on that. And again, guys, free free drinks. Free like, drinks. And and the the level. I need, I do need to make this clear. I drink bad bourbon. I love bourbon. I drink bottom shelf. They had a bottom shelf that was so insane. Bottom shelf, like this was like a bad. Like this was an episode of Home Improvement when you looked at the labels of every alcohol they had. It was like tequila. Not tequila. Like, it was crazy, the bottom shelf. And really, we could just do... This should just be an hour on how crazy Club Med is. Oh, because, yeah. Well, we came up with a whole TV show. Yeah, which... we're, we are now pitching a <laughs> reality show. And you, what's funny is I've actually reached out to Hollywood already. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I actually... I came home and I was like, no, there, this needs to be a show. But this was... Get in, me Andy Cohen. Yeah, this was <laughs> insane levels. But uh, but the, this girl had definitely had some decorless. And then uh, she, they got us back to the hotel, thankfully. And then my exit strategy Monday, um, I just called the front desk and I said, what can I pay you to drive me to the airport? Yeah. And so we paid a sweet 180 uh, mm-hmm. to get us to the airport, uh, which was worth it. And we got there on time, just barely. So, But, but yeah, we're, we're here. We talk about games. Um, <laughs> if you have questions on how to make them, let me know. Uh, we are launching several, okay. uh, including a... A pun game we yep. called uh, We Bought a Cell Sheet. Um, also known as Pun Pong. Uh-huh. We're going to yep. have to start calling it that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it both ways. Uh, <laughs> so that's coming soon. And then we've been sitting here today mm-hmm. working on uh, Storycraft or, right. or uh, Universe Building, which is which is a fun activity. Yeah. Um, and one that uh, should, should be done. Yeah. So this is the game that we have been tentatively calling Gun Kata up until this point. Um, 
spoiler alert it, it's still called Gunkata right now we didn't come up yeah with yeah I mean, uh, yeah i wish we could breaking news like a dope yeah. title but i don't, I don't think it happen. will be called Gunkata. but i probably will not no i don't think so i don't really i'm tired of that but working right. project this, right right it's our yeah. working name uh it, it was enough to kind of get a springboard and, and mm-hmm. get a direction so we've now come up with we'd, we'd had some of our basic talking points but we've really hammered home uh, our basic four factions and and the kind of the main characters of this story, right. and so we figured this is probably the perfect time to sort of lay down a background of uh, of what the world is yeah. that we're creating. So um, it is a world that has been um, ruled by secret societies. Dawn of time, right? So you've got these four secret societies that control over the different aspects of mm-hmm. humanity. Um, you've got the people who are the rulers who began, mm-hmm. and this was uh, began in ancient Egypt back in uh, somewhere around 3000 BC. You mm-hmm. have this faction coming together to rule the people. These are kind of the Illuminati types, and everybody within this faction, all the, the kind of main players, have names after uh, Egyptian gods. Mm-hmm. So you have like kind of the rulers, Ra. Um, you have the guy who's sort of the judgment guy of Anubis, and you have all these different characters. Um, so moving forward in time, they start to reach out and expand their influence to other cultures. Um, and in the ancient Greek time, uh, there was a huge boon of knowledge, of science and sure. math and uh, all that stuff. So you have this knowledge um, faction that gets mm-hmm. brought in. This is right. These are the ancient Greeks. Uh, they push the world forward. And the, the kind of cool thing is all of the tech that we're having our characters use in this world is very high-tech stuff, but it's all based out of ancient Greek principles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of how how we want to have it um, with all of these four different groups working together and also having like really cool focused on their ancient basis of culture yeah. and civilization. Yeah, we're cool calling stuff. it Cypress Punk, right? <laughs> I got a pun in, guys. Uh, Boom! Uh, got him. You man, look, we're nerds, but that was pretty Greeky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so then, you know, you fast forward a couple uh, uh, more hundred or thousand years um, uh-huh. and the Romans come into power. Sure. Uh, so now we've got the ruling class was the ancient Egyptians and the, the remnants of those uh, have become this ruling uh, hidden class. You've got the Greeks that are knowledge and now they need to start enforcing their beliefs. You, what's, what is a ruler without his arm? Uh, to to enforce it so you've got the ancient romans that are these mercenary group and that is who at least in the beginning of this ip that this game gunkata that we're working Mm -hmm. on this is the faction that we're focusing on the assassins these are the mercenaries these are the people that work really just for coin um, but when needed are going to work within these four different factions uh, to kind of do their bidding uh, so we have these three groups that are ruling for a long period of time until we get to around 790 AD, uh, where the world again expands and we're moving into medieval, we're moving into uh, the, the European empires moving up. And who's going through and uh, bil- burning and pillaging through uh, Europe and Scandinavia but the Vikings. Um. So this is where we get the fourth arm uh, of this... this uh, I don't know. This yeah, is a loose association. Yeah, of yeah. These yeah. Four different... It's the balance. So yeah, you've got when you when you distill it down and think about world building. What's nice is that we 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 you know we put a lot of time into this and we said okay, we can drop a game into a lot of different areas and if we keep these four groups, we can thread 
almost any an economic game makes sense because there's right. science and, and knowledge. An area control games makes sense because we have pure war, and so that we, we, with that's right. that's and kind of how you should do four things different these factions. Days, I think. So you can have these games where each player is controlling a faction, exactly and, yeah, doing all yeah. sorts of different things. Yeah, and hey, do we get you know in the is this done or do we go to five players? Do Mayans come in? Do these right. things? Right. But it's when you when you sit down and you want to build out something more than just one game and i and i hope that this universe has many games right. um you define the universe and so that that was the exercise today so it was pretty fun so but yeah and you know you're you're not going to see 90% of the stuff that we've created in in the first game Correct. but you might see uh, little pieces or little hints towards things that are going to unfold in the future yep. whether that be in another game or a comic book or yeah. you know somewhat something else exactly who knows yeah. where we can go but when we have a story and we have the sort of bible that we've put together for this world everything that we do from here on out uh has a basis and has a through mm-hmm. line of continuity yeah. uh, that we're not just making it up as we go and it doesn't feel like season five of lost how dare you <laughs> season five of lost was excellent <laughs> season six had two bad episodes but i still stand by lost uh, that weird temple I, thing I, with the guy glasses guy i don't know i really wanted to rewatch lost the other day and then mm-hmm. i thought about it and i was like what why would I want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. I loved Fair. Lost, but boy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, yeah, we've got our four. You've got the assassins, the strength, kind of uh, the, the warrior class, which is the Vikings. Uh, you've got the rulers and then you, uh, and the Egyptians, and then you've got the knowledge in the Greek. And of course, you're going to be having coded cultural mm-hmm. uh, and names and, and pantheons and all yep. of that um, yeah. in each one of those so that you're, you're really filling out um, with yeah. with more than just names and, and like saying that one person represents something, you've got an entire culture uh, and civilization to back it up on. Yeah, yeah. We're calling it the appropriation universe. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because leave it up to two white guys. There you go. Uh, to to yeah, handle we'll, we'll the save world. Culture. We'll save culture. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. Uh, no, but but that's the kind of thinking, and that's that's what I get most excited about on working on these games with you is that we we're not just doing one game and going, is the mechanics okay? Because there's so many games, there's so many things. But it's like, mm-hmm. are we doing a game that can spawn a comic that can go to TV? I mean, this week in an interesting news story, a uh, a comic is going to TV with the director of John Wick, I believe, mm. and uh, it's only on issue two. And already the options and, and Lionsgate's putting it out. And so they they had built this universe well enough to go and pitch and be ready. And so they knew that, yeah, we're gonna put out that printed comic. But if I'm being honest, like they didn't give a, they didn't care about that comic at all. Like they wrote that as a pure thing to be, hey, we have the stable IP. Right. Now let's turn it into a thing. Right. So pretty interesting. There's all but there's all, you know, it's kind of a double edged sword as well. Um, between coming up and actually having your world built. Or just trying to project that you have the world built. Sometimes right. that happens, um, and it can it can ch- turn on you a little bit. So that's one thing where I think we're going to be needing to be very careful about is making sure. sure that we actually continue along our plan instead of trying to kind of pull a fast one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the example that I would give was that there was lost this- season five. <laughs> no, I'll go. I'll go, I'll go uh, one step okay. a little a All little right. deeper. Than oh, that. Okay. okay. There was a book that came out about seven eight years ago called The Passage. It was the first novel from an author called Justin Cronin. Okay. And the first book was getting so much buzz, literally as he was writing it. It wasn't even published yet. 
Ron Howard came in and secured the rights to the movie, to okay. a movie series. He oh, said, wow. this is it. It was a vampire book. Okay. It was a vampire book that happened where the first half of the book was like modern times and then it jumps forward like 600 years oh, to like okay. far future where okay. the vampires have taken over the world and it's a very different story but there's uh-huh. obviously there's one character that has a three line blah blah blah. Anyways, uh, yeah, yeah. anyways, the whole thing was is that movie series was going to get started. It was going to be the next big franchise and then the second book started getting worked on mm-hmm. and they went, oh shit, this is the direction you're taking this series. Mm-hmm. This is what you're doing. We had no idea. We mm. didn't realize you had no plan. And <laughs> no. you just basically bullshitted us like this right. whole tr- trilogy and didn't think it through. And, yeah. and now you've got the deal done and you have nothing waiting in the wings. And it got canned and it got scrapped. The movie never got made, obviously. Oh, wow. The other bo- two books came out with no fanfare, no, fanfare, no buzz. Yeah. I just saw this literally last week. They're picking it up as like a like a Hulu Amazon series or something. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, boy, 10 years later, without Ron Howard and on like an eight episode arc, mm. what a way to adapt something that came out so yeah. strong before. But it's like, yeah, you, you got to have your, your thing plan and you got to be ready. So we're starting our plan today. Right. We're going to be moving forward and we're going to continue yeah. to evolve and grow this. Uh, but yeah, it's it, you definitely don't want to put the cart before the horse. We want to have our whole sort of idea planned out and, and yeah. we will continue to do that. Um but yeah, that's a that's a fun little story about people faking it uh, and not making it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's and well, that's you know, I was I was reading a lot about pitching today, and that's interesting because uh, and I agree with this, and I think we had a conversation about a couple games on Kickstarter currently and how they pitch the game, and and yeah. there is a unfortunate reality that selling an idea is way better than selling a product. And that's why Kickstarter now exists, and that's why all these games now exist. But sometimes when you tell too much, like, you're shooting yourself. And so this guy sold at the right point, which was, what do you want it to be with 600-year-old vampires? Sure, you know? And so right. he, he was cashing in on, it could be anything, you know? Look at Patrick Rothfuss with... I mean, look, like book three, how long is he going to stretch that out? Man. You know you know what? As long as possible because it only does him better. Once the series is done, yeah. it's it's never everyone's best. Act. The third act of a horror movie is always the worst act of a horror movie. Before you see the ghost, you love a horror movie because it's the worst thing you can imagine. But yeah. once you see it, and it's only another girl sudden, with long hair. Yeah. Or, or all of a sudden you step Spider-Walk. into the further and it's like, wait. What we're going to in a ghost ghost world now? Mm. Oh dear, that's yeah, why I shouldn't bring up horror movies me. with you because you've seen so many more. John is a horror enthusiast to say the yeah. least, and uh, I, I, I I would say junkie is a better yeah, term. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he he knows more on this, and and when I walk into this path, I should just not because I would go. Yeah, I also saw that deep cut VHS oh, yes. I mean, Japanese eighties yeah, movie. I mean, yes, I have seen Houseu, but uh, <laughs> if we're talking like Insidious is a pretty major brand at this point. No clue what that is. And you haven't seen Insidious? Not, not, couldn't tell you that that's it a was, thing. It was James Wan's big follow up to the original. Don't know Saw. who James so Wan James is. Wan did Saw. Okay, all right, um, I know Saw. And then he bounced, we're back. Yeah, he he did Saw. Um, and then Darren Lynn Boosman, who did um, uh, uh, Repo the Genetic Opera, he took I over. I took two left turns again, people. <laughs> no. Did John it? speak English anyways. in the last three sentences? Anyways, anyways. <laughs> um, Insid- Insidious. Okay. It's, it's one of the most effective horror films I've ever seen in okay. the first two thirds. Cool. With zero budget, they pull off shit that, like, 
even to this day, when I think about it, it like it gives me goosebumps oh, and how well that. done it is. I love that. But then, fucking third act, they're like, by the way, your son is trapped in a separate world where all ghosts live all the time, and it's always dark, but it's exactly like our world, and it's called The Further. And you're going to have to go in there and walk around with a bunch of ghosts and find your kid mm. and take him from Darth Maul. And it was like, <laughs> what just happened to your movie? Uh. And then, and then of course, I was like, let's hope that they get back to form in Insidious 2. And they're like, we're doubling down on the further, baby. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah. And I, I'm sure you can tell I've, I've really in, gotten more endeared to the Insidious franchise as it's moved along. <laughs> well, we are, I mean, this is a kind of breaking news, but we did sign the deal to the Furtherverse. Oh, shit. And so I, I, I thought we would announce it here. If Patrick uh, Wilson is here, he's going to talk about it. Uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. I don't know who that is either. <laughs> Come on, Patrick Wilson? Nope. The actor? He was uh, um, Owl, Owlman in the Watchmen movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. in Stretch. Hey, okay. Damon Lindelof wrote a wonderful note about the Watchmen TV series this week. Did you read that? Don't don't you dare sigh at me. If you so look, if you read, just read his passioned plea, which uh, he pulls a card, which I like to pull a lot. It's a uh, it's the dead dad card, yeah. which is awesome. If you can ever use this card, I advise you use it, and I do it all the time. Uh, but he the he wrote a five page letter about why he's going to adapt the Watchmen. He posted on Instagram. And he did it in such a way that if you're a Watchmen fan and you don't like the letter, go fuck yourself. Because he tied in the best issue of the Watchmen of Dr. Manhattan essentially living through and and explaining how he lives through multiple timelines. But Lindelof tied that to his life and again to his dead dad. Uh, So it goes. And, And beautiful. And now I trust that Lindelof will give us a wonderful, wonderful, impossible to understand Watchmen series. And it will be great. I feel like anything Lindelof does is better on paper. Oh, The Leftovers is so good. Okay. You saw Prometheus? Nah. All right. No, hard pass. Don't need to. Don't need to. Yeah, you really don't. Uh, But The Leftovers. Alien Covenant. And I'm also a Lost Defender. I, I defend all all things lost. I, I love the finale. Through, if you want to through, hate me even more than... I bagged on Infinity War for 20 minutes last episode. That's cool. I will now defend Lost for 20 minutes. It's cool. It's, cool. it's a wonderful series. All right. I'm with you on Lost through 100%. 100% through season three. Not Penny's Boat. Uh, yeah okay it, but that's cheap it's, and easy it's i know but it like it broke me i like i loved it yeah, it was yeah. great it was great the moment when charlie is standing on the boat looking down and he has a moment where he just like lets everything fall yeah. apart for a second and then he's like i know i'm gonna die and now i need to go and do my thing that was like one of the most powerful moments in the history of tv for me yeah, i love yeah, it yeah, yeah um but ooh, i didn't i didn't love the ending didn't. Uh, I, 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 loved, yeah. I loved i loved the i loved the cinematics of the ending i loved mm-hmm. how they bookended it with him lying there in the exact same and shot the, that opens the and it opens and, and, and closes and yeah, yeah, yeah i loved all, all of that that's good this but, uh, these the tech nerd shit that you and i have but they the... didn't have a plan they did not have a plan uh, Come on, they didn't yeah some of that stuff was was left abandoned but there was there i, I do like that they did that like eight minute afterward uh a I don't new know if man you saw in that. charge i never saw it Oh, okay, the, the eight minute afterward was pretty good, and it also explained why polar bears were there and all these things. Like, I never saw. They it. wrapped up some pretty funny, silly things, um, yeah. but also like you, you didn't need to wrap up anyway. There's a uh, lost cast. 
Uh-huh. This is Leah, right? We, we, yeah. We're moving. Look. How are we doing? So we make games. We're, look, we're a little <laughs> off topic today. We're, uh, well, yeah. You, you, you were at a, a birthday party. Uh, yeah, night. I had a long night uh, for the lady. We're celebrating her birthday for the third time in three weeks. Uh, we brought 15 people out and watched some magic, which is kind of our favorite hobby. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we watched this tiny little magician do adorable things. He brought Amanda on stage and did oh. several tricks. Oh! Um, and we were all there was a, it was a thirty person room, and twenty of them were uh, were our friends. So it was uh, uh, my friends are wild. We party a little hard. If you've met me at a convention, you know that. Um, and so at one point, he he got me to think of a card, and I had to answer. He's like, "Do you remember your card, sir?" And I had to answer five of spades. Ish, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then he made the five of spades appear, which is great. Now, had it said ish on the end, that would have been a next level trick. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm coming off that. I woke up. We had some kind of set of fries. Very San Diego living, so we're having fun. We're having, yeah. you know, today's a, today's a loosey goosey episode. Yeah, it's loosey goosey. And, and here's the thing: like again, we've recorded. We recorded, I think, 15 episodes before this. Yeah. But this is going to be the second episode that we release. Oh, perfect. So, so you guys really care about what we're doing. Right. So, yeah. so yes, normally we are a little more structured, but not yeah. today. Let's bring it Let's bring it back to games, though, because okay. this is something Good. I've been Good. wanting let's to go. talk about okay, for a couple of weeks that. now. And it's a really curious new thing that's kind of coming out. Yeah. Uh, you know I've been playing a lot of these kind of mega legacy Yeah, you games. play the big stuff. Uh, Gloomhaven. Not stuff I mess with. Kingdom Death. Yep. Charterstone. Uh, I've got campaigns going in all three of them right now Perfect. because I'm a crazy person. Um, and I want to talk about spoilers in okay. these legacy cool. type games. Very cool. You know, spoilers is something that uh, some people hold very dear. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you, if you go on to like a Game of Thrones or a Westworld subreddit, uh, you're, sure. you're going to see some people that are very protective of their spoilers. Right. Yep. Um, and I've noticed... Because I'm a min-maxer when I play games. When yeah, I play yeah, Dungeons yeah. & Dragons yeah. or any other video game, I spend probably more time researching how to be the best at something hmm. and kit myself hmm. and gear myself out Interesting. than actually doing the thing. And I, honestly, I probably have more fun doing, doing the, the, doing the, the theory craft of like, yeah. what combinations of gear is yeah, going yeah. to make me the best yeah. so that I can have the most fun in the game. And then it turned out that that part was the most fun. Uh, fun. Um, yeah, sure. Big surprise! I ended up being a game designer. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. I mean, yeah. How many characters have I rolled versus how many have I played yeah. over the time? So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But when I was looking for those exact same kind of spoilers that they are now to that they're calling them in this game uh, for Kingdom Death, I wanted to figure out how to get my group. Uh, the best prepared because this is a game where you lose your campaign and then you have to start the whole campaign over. Okay. My group is not the most hardcore group and okay. I'm a little worried that once we fail our first campaign they're going to say well fuck I don't want to start all over from the beginning again. Oh boy. I don't want to do six full nights of play just to get us where we were before. Yeah. Um, so I thought okay I'll go online and I'll do some research and I'll figure out where other people have failed so that we can Interesting. Succeed. Okay. People have such ownership over their failures huh. and learning experiences in Kingdom Death and Gloomhaven too, to a lesser degree, but sure. mainly Kingdom Death, uh, that I found it difficult to find spoilers for myself. Wow. I, I'm looking desperately like, all right, people are saying, you know, it'll, it would take me this long to be researching this boss battle and then say, oh, it turns out you need Dash for this. It's like, how, shit, how do I even unlock Dash? I don't even know. And then no one will tell you. 
it's such an interesting thing to start seeing hmm. rise in the board games industry. I don't know if you've seen this in any, in any games that you've been working with. Well, no, that's that's super interesting to me because um, I, I've seen you know we we all know that Legacy is rising and we all know these these different titles are are coming, mm-hmm. but the my Legacy experience is different in that I've run through Risk Legacy and Pandemic Legacy, which is uh, Legacy built off of games that you've played a hundred times, right? And so the spoilers in those games are different because they don't. They do feel like, to me, they do feel like spoilers because it's like, well, duh, I played Risk all the time, but if you're going to tell me on Game 7, Australia explodes, well, that is a really fun, like, what a spoiler. But when you're playing games you haven't, that don't have 20 years of history, like a Gloomhaven or a Kingdom Death, it feels like maybe you you should celebrate the, because you're also, my understanding, and, and I think this is a big thing about legacy games in general, is that that's why I like Risk Legacy and Pending Legacy is they've taken games that are 20 years old and they've refreshed them and made things more consequential and made in Risk, you don't just go, you know what, screw it, I don't want to win this one. You go, oh, I do want to kind of come in second because I want to nuke a territory or Pandemic, same thing. But when you're playing these games that out of the box, they say, stuff's going to matter, you're not going to know why, and uh, you could screw yourself and lose a campaign, like you're saying in Kingdom Death. Mm-hmm. Well, in that point, I, I, as a player, I want to do the same thing you do. I want to be able to know, am I screwing myself? You and I both right. play XCOM. Yeah, yeah. Now, the newest XCOM that I played, the tutorial was, uh, hey, Nate, go fuck yourself. Aliens are here. Like, I didn't know parts of my base did things yeah. until 30 hours in. And at 30 hours in, I had built a base that was unsustainable and an economy that was unsustainable and a team that was shitty. And I had to scrap it and go back to hour one. Yeah. If I had been able to look online and people were cool, maybe I said, I don't have that much time, John. We're making right. we're making a game company. I right. work a lot. We're I have adults. a we have I have a girlfriends that we yeah, come home to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day. We have all these things. Right. And and so to hide that aha gotcha. In one of these games now, like, no, I don't, I don't like that. I want right. to know there's an aha gotcha and I want to avoid it. And I only have so much time for my fun. And yeah. I also want my fun to be fun. Yeah, and absolutely. It is, it, we've, I think we've argued about this before, but take that mechanics essentially. Yeah. Um, my belief in a take that mechanic should only set you back so much time as it takes to play essentially. So I undo one turn with my card. But, like, if I undo your whole strategy with one card, well, that's a shitty take that. And it feels like Kingdom Death, if you're telling me that you can lose a campaign because you didn't have Dash unlocked and that was the 20 hours you put in. Right. But, haha, next time we'll do better. Well, that's a take that that unwinds you too far. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, especially, yeah, if you if you have a very limited amount of time with a group that maybe isn't the most hardcore. Now, the thing that I think we're lucking out in that I found that the group I play with they all are XCOM players. Oh, nice. So we figured out fairly quickly, oh, I need to min-max this. <laughs> I went out, like, I couldn't find these resources online. So, shit, I went ahead and did it yeah. myself. I put together all of the potential gear that we could buy uh, and what it all does. And I took pictures of them on papers and turned them into a PDF and sent them to my friends. And I said, look, <laughs> if you want to plan out your gear, your path to gear and kitting out your guy... Let's do it now. Yeah, and, nice. they, and I thought I'm, a, and as I'm doing, it, I'm thinking I'm a crazy person. Right, sure. Nobody sure. does this. Yeah. 
and uh, here come next Thursday, they all come over. They're like, okay, so I definitely want to get the bonus for the lion set. So I'm gonna nice. get this, this, and this. It was like, oh shit, no, 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 oh. no, no. We're all ex-com players. All we all yeah. understand what it's like to try to uh, theory kit your character out. Nice. And, and yeah, so now we're all in, and I feel a little more okay ease yeah. off on on playing through it but yeah it's it's you and you're about to play charterstone so you're kind i am of yes. in that position where yes. we i just finished my eighth game in the, it, the charterstone plays 12 games for a campaign um and you're just starting yours and uh i mean here's a question we have a couple of players in our game that i feel have been slightly unbalanced as far as how powerful they are yeah now it's very possible that it happened to be a lot of random factors that came together to give me and one other color uh an unfair advantage but maybe it's not would you want to know those sorts of things going into the game no because my well here's the thing and this is twofold and and a cheap out and that sucks i hate doing these kind of things but charterstone to my understanding the gameplay isn't terribly long and I'm running it with three people. Okay. Um, and we're three very... It's my salty game group where we're three guys that get real mean to each other. And uh, they're both going to... Because I work in the game industry and they don't. They work in finance. Uh, they're going to blame me for any unbalancing. So, like, I, I don't need to... I don't want to know. I, I'd like to come in. I wish they researched and I didn't. Like, I'd yeah. like to give them a head start almost and then run them down is more more it. But Well, I can give you some suggestions if you want to <laughs> tell them colors to suggest, at least based on our game. And from what I've talked about another group that's played, it seems like it's been somewhat okay. in line that one or two colors... All right. Well, better. I play yellow because it's faster. Okay. So I don't know if you've ever played. If, I don't know if you've ever played a game, but yellow is the fastest color. Well, and so the most I will over be cars. yellow, and the most pullover cars. There you go. So yeah. I will. I will be playing yellow. Uh, I think one of my friends will be red, and one will be blue. Now I don't know if those three colors are in this box or not. Are they we, are. Oh, they good. Are. Good. Yeah. So it, it will be an automatic. Any game I play, I am yellow. It is the fastest color that's been proven scientifically. Okay. Um, and so I don't know if speed's a factor in Charterstone. I I'm going to say. Is. I'm going to say no spoilers. Um, I think you're good. Okay. I good. think there you go. you're going to. I think you're going to get what you want. Okay. Yeah, which is speed, baby, speed. I think you're gonna get what you're what you're looking for. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. I, you know, that was just something I had been thinking about for a while. And, no, that, uh, yeah, that's that's the interesting, and you know, especially it's something to to talk about because we're trying to build these big narrative universes right. for our games, right. and so do at some point does one of our games become. Uh, a, a universe where people don't want spoilers and they get this new content because it, you know hopefully we're doing comic books we're doing all these things these are all things I work on right. and so we build this universe and we we do these IPs so yeah we we have to now in the gaming world weirdly talk about spoilers god how cool would that be if it's because right now it's all mechanical based right. for the most part there are some little story things in Kingdom Death but they're mostly focused around like oh you chopped off the lion's balls and now it will only attack you for the rest of its That's life. Great. And it's like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> there's a twist. Spoiler alert for Kingdom Death. Um, balls but, chopping. Right. But but yeah, what an interesting prospect moving forward that we might start getting to the point where you're playing a, a campaign of a board game and it's 
don't tell me spoilers. I don't want to know the story. I don't want to know well, what happens to these characters totally. and, in their, and in their lives and their storyline. I think we are very rapidly moving we're getting, to that yeah. place. And we're getting there. I think anyone who's grown up, you know, in, in our age, Final Fantasy VII, when, um, oh, God. you know, yeah, Sephiroth Aerith. kills, yeah. you know, yeah, 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 spoiler there, man. Yeah. Uh, but that is a crazy moment because you'd, and you'd put so much time. And that was what was cool. And I put, put my best little like bracelet my her, uh-huh. her armband and you don't get those back no you don't you I don't like no she had all the best yeah accessories. yeah she, she was, was geared out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she yeah. was geared out that yeah, yeah, yeah. was and so that's kind of a ready. beautiful moment because you would ge- I, I i did the same i geared out a character yeah and then lost every point i put into her and felt it and everyone felt it and i played that game with several people when they saw that moment i was like wow so yeah so we're getting red wedding of the 90s it was yeah (laughs) it it very much was in in way lower pixels um so so we're getting that point and and yeah i hope that our narratives are strong enough that that we can do that and speaking of strong narratives oh oh i see where you're going there all right yeah so uh, I had the the pleasure. I, I, I picked up HBO now, okay, um, because I'm my cable bill somehow is higher than it was before I had cable. So now I have uh, you know, okay, Jesus Christ, Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, YouTube Red only for another couple of weeks, and then HBO now, and then uh, what's Billions on? Uh, Showtime, yeah, so, Showtime yeah, stars. yeah, Showtime. I think that yeah, because that's got Homeland and Billions. Billions best show ever, by the way. Uh, but so. no. speaking of narratives, yes, uh, yes. So I, I got the HBO now, and I and I went through Barry. All right. And uh, man, that's a, that's a goddamn good show. That's a guy. <laughs> that's a, that's all I gotta say. Like uh, super impressive, super impressive. Every character is built out really interestingly. Has their their, uh, and I think this is the new kind of storytelling that's been set in play by shows like Breaking Bad, which is, um, it's a character where you're like, okay, I, you know, and Sopranos is maybe where you would say that this started, but at the same time, uh, Breaking Bad did it better where it was like, it really was like, yeah, you're going to root for this guy. But he's an anti-hero. And then, yeah. And then, yeah. 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 And and Barry, I thought, because it's Bill Hader and he's, you know, his best role has been Stefan up into this point. Um, And so you're really thinking like, oh, it's going to be goofy because the plot line is like it's a hitman who wants to be an actor. And you're like, oh, I can write that show. Right. Like, that's obvious. But the the twists and turns they take to make to remind you that Barry's not perfect and and the way that they that they express his humanity in a bad way and how he's been twisted and then there's the guy where you're like oh well he's good to bury but bad and then you're like oh well no he's not and then uh and then the breakout star is the freaking i didn't know he's really uh what's the condition where you have no hair um oh like no hair. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I know. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Okay. We'll keep going. All right. Anyway, but the, uh, the so this guy's been zazzed. Sitwell from, okay. from uh, Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah. Right? he's he's been Zaz on Gotham for four seasons. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know who that is yeah. the the casting, alopecia. Alopecia. There we go. So so the casting of this character on Zaz or as Zaz is perfect because that's who Zaz is. He's scarred and that's a deep comic cut. I don't know if you guys get it. Whatever. Victor Zaz. He's a Batman villain who. Uh, Every time he kills somebody, he puts a tally right. mark on his body. Yeah, but but the the art firm often is very hairless, bald. Right. Like the only thing that matters to him is these scars. And so on Gotham, I actually didn't think he was really 
alopecian. Yeah. Oh no, that's he's what been we in, say. I've seen him in a few things. Uh, okay. He's, okay. Yeah. Well, him and Barry, a revelation. Yeah. I, I will just say he's he's uh, he's the best. I'm just dying, and then seeing him hairless and all that, and like I was, I, I have an affection for uh, traditionally interesting looking people who act. Okay. I find that I find it interesting to have that kind of ego. Do you think do you think that they wrote this role for him? No, absolutely not. Okay. He won the part. Okay. There's no doubt. There's no reference to him. He's doing a very strange accent that's really unsettling because I watch him on other shows where he does a different unsettling shitty accent. I would say voice work would not be this guy's top thing. He should maybe stop and just like talk English. Um, but they give him an accent every time, but uh, he's already so distracting because he has no eyelashes. Right. That's enough. Uh, and, uh, but he is, he is by far the takeaway winner of the show. It is amazing. The, uh, it is heartbreaking and beautiful. And so I, I had a great time with Barry. That's... Uh, I'm just showing, I'm showing Nate a picture right now oh, of no. him with hair. Oh no! Here he is with hair. Son of a bitch! Yeah, yeah, yeah! No way! The actor's name is Anthony Carrigan. Just uh, if uh, you want to look him up, does he really have hair? If I've been, did I just champion the alopecia? People, did he? Wait, tell me he didn't uh, appropriate alopecia. I don't know. Because that would be too. Oh my it god! Like he's, he's holding also, the labyrinth. He's a contact uh, juggler. He's a contact juggler. He he is he's gonna. It has been confirmed. He's in labyrinth two. He is uh, taking over oh, no, the Bowie really role. Are, they really are making a reboot, though, of Labyrinth. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, I think we have our top cast. Uh, Can I see a cod piece on this guy? Can we see <laughs> what's he working with in the junk department? What do we got? What What, what does he do? Is he do like a Russian accent on uh, on Barry? Yeah. Forget about the babe. Yeah. Oh, that was actually better than he does. The babe with the power. What power? The power of hoodoo. Hoodoo. You do. Do what? Remind me of the babe. Oh boy, <laughs> that was off the cuff, ladies and gentlemen. Applause to us. Dance, baby, dance, baby, dance. Yeah, you're, baby, no, you're dance. like it, it's actually gross how much better you're doing the accent that he's doing on the show. Slap the baby, make him free. But uh, he's still great. I, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, it, but if he has hair, then I want to I want to speak out against him. For, right, well, for 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 stealing alopecia. I'm going to do some more research on him, and we'll yeah. get to the we'll get to the bottom. Okay, we'll good. get to the bottom of the actor uh, by next week's episode. All right, so so this is going to be a first uh, that I, I'd like to bring up something as my thing. Okay, this was something that you brought up in a previous week. Okay, which is fucking. Cobra Kai. Yeah, if baby. If you're not watching Cobra Kai, then you are doing something wrong Get with Get out of life. my dojo. Get out of my dojo. Everything you said about it and more was right. Um, it hit every note so well, and it was such a surprisingly complex show. And, you know, I, I was a little worried going in because you and then my other buddy, Rayhan, had both told me that it was fantastic, and I was a little bit worried that I was getting my hype level up a little bit mm-hmm. too much. But you both focus so much on the cheese factor yes of it and honestly it was less cheesy than i thought it was going to yeah. be it was so much heart in it and they really took the concept and the premise seriously which mm-hmm. i was a little worried that they weren't going to that it was just going to be two guys who still think that karate in receipt is the most important thing in the world and it wasn't. It was two guys whose lives have gone in these directions that they didn't expect. Mm-hmm. And and then a chance encounter and meeting each other again right. leads to them both letting their lives get out of control into the point where they have to then get back to where they were when they were kids and make karate this really important thing and kind of it takes over their lives. 
but it it feels so natural by the plot standards that I throughout the movie the show I wasn't feeling the cheese at a certain point. And there's some certainly cheesy characters, yeah. and, and there's some things that if you hadn't have earned it as well as they did, could have felt really cheap and yeah. and just like this is an 80s nostalgia cash grab and at no point did it really feel like that to me it felt like these were characters who had complex real motivations and had more than that real growth throughout the season and it wasn't just daniel larusso versus johnny lawrence it was the new characters the families the proteges the students everybody i was all in and the characters were so well-rounded and had such interesting trajectories that played where you th- what you thought it's like oh I think I know where this character's going and then it's right. like oh I have no idea yeah there's some crazy turns of there characters. are some crazy turns and they're and but, sometimes, but earned and sometimes they're the turns that you thought in the beginning and this is one of the crazy things that it does is you see a character and you're like whoa this is going to turn into something really bad for this character and then all of a sudden it goes in in so many directions that you don't expect that it's like wow no it turned out going a very different direction. And then it rounds back out to going to that place where you initially thought it was going to go, but it does it in such a way that's earned. Yeah. And it's, you know, I assume certain things were going to happen out of sort of cynicism. Right. And then they ended up happening, but in such a different way. Yeah. That it's like, exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I would have never guessed that this is how we would get to here. Yeah. And the journey is what's important. Totally. Right. At the yeah. end of the day, it's the journey. Exactly. And it was funny because you were watching it kind of in, and sending me texts or whatever. And at one point you're like, well, here's my prediction for the end. And you, you correctly predicted one facet of the ending. Right. But it was like, oh, that doesn't matter. What matters is how it plays out. Exactly. And so I was kind of laughing because I'm like, be happy knowing that you saw the obvious, but when it goes to where it goes, you're going to be like, oh, wow. Yeah. That was what a beautiful emotional inversion. It was. And so Cobra Kai is great. And, and, you know, on my end, I revisited something you talked about. Oh, yeah? Infinity War. Oh, did you watch it again? I did. Oh. It still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I also watched it again. I, t- I took my mom to see it. And, um, and she said, who's the purple guy? No, she loved it. Oh. In fact... My dad, my dad hates all the Marvel. Marvel. He, if it doesn't, if it took place after like 1945, he doesn't give a shit. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Or, or if it has nothing. John Wayne would have been. Or Mel Brooks. He loves Mel Brooks. Oh, good. But if it's not Mel Brooks or, or pre-1945, he doesn't give a shit. By the end of my mom and I talking about it at dinner with him, he was like, so tell me more about this, uh, this Steve Rogers guy. Tell me more about this raccoon. And also this Chris Helmsley guy. Spoiler, not spoiler, just a background. My mom cannot pronounce any actor's names right. Nice. Um, oh, that's so, adorable. So Chris Helmsley. Helmsley. Is it. Helmsley's great. Jake Gillingad <laughs> is, is, a, is, a, is a household name. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, we, we we loved it. I saw it a second Good. time, and honestly, going into it a second time, I felt, ooh, oh, I'm great. I'm, I'm glad that you brought this okay. up. Okay. Oh, no, so let's the go. one big thing that I said right off the bat, which is you don't have a movie as soon as Thanos gets the reality stone. Right. Okay. So I went back and I saw it again. Okay. Um, there's a few things that happened that made me realize why the reality stone is not this all-powerful thing. In fact, none of the gems are these all-powerful things things he does have to go all over the place because they are proximity based powers as soon as he leaves an area all of the powers that he is enforced in that area 
collapse. Mm-hmm. So when and they, they go yeah, to they nowhere, show that when he cuts up the right, the guardians and he and he, and he turns right just like the panel yeah. from the comedy turns uh, Mantis into a slinky and he turns Drax into a bunch of cubes. And yeah. as soon as he walks out, they come back together. Also, at the end of the movie, when Mark Ruffalo and Hulkbuster is coming at him and terrible. he just phases him out so and he terrible. phases Mark Ruffalo into a wall in the Hulkbuster outfit, and it's like, oh, he should be dead. But as soon as Thanos leaves. Out walks, out walks Mark Ruffalo because, because the power was no longer there from the temporary, from the use of mm. the reality stone. He can only affect things within his local space, okay. which is why, because some people were like, he should just go for the time stone first. I don't think it would have had that lasting effect. Anything that he undid would be immediately changed back as soon as he left, is my theory at least. Mm. So, um, but yeah, that... That is yeah. that's going way too deep into uh-huh. yeah. Uh, yeah. something, but I feel like I, I needed to bring it back because I used that as a plot hole last episode, and uh, yeah. and now you're fixing one plot fixing hole. Fixing it, fixing and, uh, it. Yeah, yeah. But I you also are, you are the boy at the <clears throat> dam, buddy, because you've got too few fingers for too many leaks. I am that's also I'm pitch. I'm even more worried that they're gonna bring Gamora back now. Oh, Having him as soon as he snaps go back and she's a kid and he's uh, in the soul stone with her. Yeah. Oh, boy. She's in there. She's oh, in there and she's alive in there. We already know she's alive in there. And, and we she all, just had a conversation with and him. And we know that Spider Man Homecoming two is now coming yeah, out. I mean, so, but, like, but we already knew that. But, yeah, yeah, but again, this goes to my main. biggest point of people being like sad when when Peter Parker's like I don't feel good. Like, don't be sad, you comics fans. You yeah, know but, he's coming back. Yeah, but here's again, the, that, and that's my biggest point. Like, yeah, like, but that like, was improv. That was improv. All of his lines that were improv, and it, honestly, it brought me even more into it because, like, everyone else's deaths. You're, yes, you're just like, I don't care. They're coming back anyways. But his, it's it's such a. Um, it's such a moment for Tony Stark. It's not the moment of this character. Everyone else who died and turned into dust, that was like a whatever moment because you know they're just going to come back and it has no bearing. The The Spider-Man death with Tony Stark has bearing because it affects Tony Stark who lived. Mm. Tony Stark has now watched the kid who he finally right. decided he, to take he, another yeah. chance on die in the most sad way. Like for him, it was sad. That was the only, you got to agree, mm. a, agree on that one. The only one that they even tried, they even attempted to have weight was Spider-Man's death. Mr. Stark, I don't feel I, so good. I don't want to go. Please, please. I don't want to go. Please, please, please. I don't want to go. Yeah. Like he legitimately, yeah. he is begging for his life as he is dying in Tony Stark's hands. It was the beautiful inversion of the uncle Ben relationship and, and watching Tony lose again and again and again. I think that was a really smart move for Tony was not a move for Spider-Man. That was Tony's mm-hmm. moment. Okay. Yeah, yeah, didn't land. It <laughs> didn't land for you. I get not, it. Not, That's even, fine. not even a little. That's fine. Yeah, like I get, I get what they were trying to, but like it, 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 you earn things. Yeah. yeah, Cobra Kai earned all its moments, oh, and, and this movie to absolutely. me didn't didn't earn it. it and then then like just because of the medium, it just was like, eh, so there you go. So, I, I look, look, same old, same old. I will say, I I would give Avengers like an eight point five, nine out of ten. Cobra Kai, I would give a ten out of ten. Yeah, solid. Yeah, ten out of ten. Yeah. Oh, by far. Yeah. yeah, I would crush 10 ice blocks with my shoulder. That's my rating for that. And uh, next week, we'll probably be talking about Solo, because I haven't seen it yet. And, I haven't seen uh, it either. Yeah, we'll I haven't probably... seen Deadpool 2 yet. I haven't seen that either. I'm yeah. probably going to go to the movies all day. we got a three-day weekend. Yeah, yeah. I I'm going to go see some movies. i got that movie pass till it goes oh, bankrupt. So, oh, yeah. That's going to be soon. 
<laughs> very soon. They're burning cash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well. Uh, all right. Did we talk about games? Okay. We, we, we make games. games. We okay. Games. Good. All right. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, John nice. O'Cone. Okay. Uh, you can follow Amanda Palmer on Patreon. Yeah. And uh, don't shop at Mattress Firm. There you go. All right. All right. That's it. That's it.